Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. We're talking all things playoffs. We go through the Week 16 games, then preview Week 17, give you all the playoff scenarios you need to know before this week's game. We give our picks and power rankings at the end. It's a great show. I really hope you guys enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit EconomyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Economy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what? what? <laughs> yes, ma'am. ma'am. We're keeping that in. Yes, ma'am. Um, all right. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to the Game Chat Podcast. Um, this meeting is being recorded, just in case anyone didn't hear that. I don't know. I wonder if people could, could hear that. Otherwise, we're just laughing for no reason. Um, Tuesday, December 29th, week 16 in the books. We only have one more week left of the NFL season. Um, yeah, this, this week, this week of football is going to be really interesting. It's almost like, this is almost like a second wild card or pre wild card weekend. Like there are a lot of games this week with playoff implications. And like for some teams, it, it is literally a playoff game. Like you have to win. Otherwise you might not make the playoffs. And I know a lot of people might not have liked adding another team and getting rid of another buy, like adding seven teams, but this is why they did it. And then that's why it works because now they, it's almost like another playoff week. Yeah. You also have teams like the chiefs and bills who probably don't have to play anybody. So it's going to be a wide range of, of competitive football games for sure. For sure. For sure. I was just looking at the lines and I saw the bills are only favored by one and a half over the dolphins. I was like, it's crazy, but I, I don't know if they're taking into consideration that they probably won't play their starters all the time. So mm-hmm. I was going to take them as my lock, but I, then I was like, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. you are lucky, Eli, that they played their starters last week. Um, yeah. that's kind of a good segue into congratulating Eli on our fantasy football league championship. Round of applause. Yes. A dominating victory. <laughs> Thanks. I. Oh. It was an emotional roller coaster after the <laughs> Kamara. <laughs> okay, well, we I, was, to, I was ready uh, to delete the app. I was ready uh, to just delete football. I was just not going to watch anything. I was like, it's over. It we got to set it up. For those who don't know, Matthew and Eli played each other in the championship game. I think we said that on last week's podcast. But um, And both of you guys deserved it. Like You guys were both the most – the high-scoring teams of the week. Or every, yeah, every we week, were, you guys were mm-hmm. – yeah, we're pretty much cut. one to most of the season, kind of flip flopped and yeah. Um, and then Matthew starts it off on Christmas Day. Eli has Cook, Matthew has Kamara, yeah. and we're vol- where everyone's kind of like, you know, this is big. You know, these two should score around the same amount of points. So if one of them comes up, you know, they have a, the upper upper hand, <laughs> and then Kamara goes off for fifty five, I think. Yeah, team six touchdowns. Yeah, and yeah, then, six touchdowns. That's <laughs> and then Eli's decision to start Miles Gaskin, who Matthew traded to him a few, few or weeks Tyler ago. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah. 
that one, I mean, that was a big swing. And then Eli's Sunday night to Monday night push pushes him over the top and almost 200 points scored, which in our league is 200 is a lot of points. Um, congrats, Eli. Thanks. I, I know you guys hate it when I talk about my four-man league, but I only needed, I think, 24 points from Allen and Diggs, but I needed like 60 to win the four-man league, and I wasn't expecting it. And then I looked when I looked at it, I, I'd won that one too. It was funny because I was, I think, third. I was third out of four-man, like the whole, the whole year. No, no, yes, no, ladies no. and gents, you heard third that right. Four-man four man league. <laughs> I was second to last. Second to last, and I won the championship. <laughs> Hey, well, congrats. I saw, I think, I don't have the post right in front of me, but there was some Instagram posts where, like, the top five um, most popular players on fantasy championship teams. And I think Eli had four out of the five, and the fifth was Kamara. <laughs> like, he was the number one, which Matthew right. had. But I think um, I think the Probably next ones were Diggs, Allen, Allen Adams, Diggs. and Cook. So, like, Eli's whole roster, basically. Yeah, I was looking at Eli's team, and I think uh, Ted really deserves a lot of credit. For, <laughs> I, I thought you drafted Diggs. I totally forgot about no, that. I, you didn't draft. <laughs> I don't even remember. So many players that came from Ted's team that were just traded over. <laughs> yeah. I think I got him for, like, Robert Woods and someone else, maybe. I can't quite remember. But, yeah, man, getting Diggs really paid off. Yeah, I totally forgotten about that too. Yeah, I made a lot of trades this season. And some of them, like, and I think I talked about, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, if it was just Jack and I, but we were kind of like, you know, now that I'm in the playoffs, like none of those really matter until like, you know, until we go further. And further. So like Gaskin, you know, he only, I only played him like two different times, but like it, it was huge. It so yeah. Yeah. It, it only needed to work once, which is kind of luck, but that's also just, fantasy football sometimes well and the one that and the thing that killed matthew is the the murray hopkins stack which yeah, i think i, I, I felt really bad. Was tough i think a lot of people really in fantasy championships probably had that same stack and probably lost because yeah. last week they went off that's the reason yeah, you got I into would, the championship yeah exactly yeah this this week didn't didn't happen i mean hopkins got injured like at the end of the first half and came back but they just didn't weren't able to move the ball and yeah, I mean, with the six points for touchdowns, for receiving and throwing, I mean, that was huge. And I mean, for Adams to get three touchdowns and Diggs to get three touchdowns, and then you add that with Josh Allen, and it adds up real quick. Definitely, definitely. All right, we got a few um, pieces of news to get to, like two or three mailbag questions, and then we'll get into the recaps. Um I, the, the playoffs, we got a lot of playoff scenarios that we'll do our picks live on the show and then we'll do our power rankings um, at the end. So pretty, pretty busy second to last or last regular season, last regular season. Dang, that's crazy. Um, show of the year. And then we'll be back in Boise, I think. Not for the next show, but the show after that. Or maybe we can just wait and do a second show for the playoffs like when we're all back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That actually might be cutting it close. I think Matthew, you get back on Saturday, and I get back on Friday. So yeah, yeah, maybe not. But we're it's close. We're almost we're almost to the end of these Zooms pods. Um. All right. First thing, Dwayne Haskins. He 
He sucks, and he is cut. <laughs> he is finally gone. Freed. The Washington football team is freed. I must said he's freed from the Washington football team. It's the other way around. Oh, yeah, the Washington football around. team is freed from him. Do you guys have any thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I wonder what they're going to do with their future. You know, do they see Alex Smith as the guy? And that's that's going to be the question. So, it's like, do you see him as the guy? And also, because they can see him as the guy, but you got to do something else because you cannot trust him to stay healthy. No, very true. So. I, I mean, I guess they have to plan for the future no matter what, but. He was not in the equation, though. Yeah. No. Is Kyle Allen in the equation? <laughs> so. Sorry question. Yeah, she was kind of balling out a little he bit was a little, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he hasn't proven to be terrible, but, yeah. Their situation's weird, for sure. Because they have yeah, a good one. defense, so. It's just sad. It was funny. I think, was it, um, I think, Brandon, me and you were talking. Was, I think it was Ty. Shout out Tyler Ward for saying that the last two guys to say on draft night, the teams that passed on me will regret it are Dwayne Haskins and Josh Rosen. And look where those two guys are now. Like, and it's not even because you, you think like every, every NFL player probably thinks that in their head, like I'm going to make the teams that pass on me regret it. But to say it on draft night is a totally different thing, in my opinion. Yeah, in front of yeah. everyone like that. It is a it's, awkward, it's awkward situation every time. Too. What's he, you're not even happy. He wasn't even happy about getting drafted. He just, like, had this smug look on his face and, like, like, oh, I'm not even happy I got drafted. Oh, I should have been drafted number one. I should have been drafted number five. Or we're, we're, yeah. I think us three were watching it in um, our, fresh, our, our dorm freshman year. Not Eli, obviously, but Matthew, me, and Brandon. Yeah. So I think we were. Yeah, and yeah, I, remember, I remember Kyler Murray getting drafted number one and being like, whoa. Yeah. And I remember just hating Haskins after he said that. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's it. But I could, because I think, like, I think DK has said multiple times, like, I hated that I s- slipped that far, but he didn't say it. Like, I feel like it's different to say it on draft night. I don't know. Well, it's also yeah, different when you're that. calling everyone out, you know, like obviously people yeah. like you, everybody thinks they're going to slip, but saying, oh, I'm going to make the nine teams ahead of me pay. Like, right. At that point, it's a little much. Yeah, for sure. Well, it'd be interesting. To, I, I just saw he cleared waivers so he can, I don't know. I don't know who would take a chance on him, especially this year. Yeah. I, th- I don't yeah, think he's going to sign this year. Yeah. I think it's going to be a long process for him. Like just the risk of him like he's shown he's irresponsible with COVID. So the risk of your team having an outbreak in the playoffs is just not even close to worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, man, did you guys watch the Gonzaga Virginia game? Yeah. Heard a lot about it. Wasn't able to see it. Eli. I didn't see it. No. Um, Gonzaga number one in the country, obviously dominates number 16, Virginia, who, is the reigning national champions because there wasn't a March Madness last year, 98-75. And if you guys know anything about college basketball, Virginia is like kings of defense and slowing the game down. They're always like – if it, I don't know how many people know a good amount about college basketball, but there's like Ken Palm rankings. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's like – all I think 360 college basketball division one teams and Virginia is like 358 every year in like possessions, like time, like they just, they slow the game down and they want every game to be like 62, 61. 
Mm-hmm. And for Gonzaga to score 98 points, and they scored like 95 with like eight minutes left to go in the game. Like it was an unbelievable offensive game. And then their best player, the guy that we talked about last week for like five minutes on how incredible Jalen Suggs is, how he's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft, scores eight points. Your best player scores eight points and you drop 98 on one of the best defensive teams in the country. That's unbelievable. Yeah, our boy Kisper or whatever his name was. I mean, he was just raining threes. That first half was unreal. The dude didn't miss. It was crazy. Who's like, the yeah. um? Who's the seven footer for Virginia? He's a baller. He was making plays left and right too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but he's a seven foot guy. He's pretty good too. Yeah, I mean Virginia's like not a bad team, but Gonzaga's mm-hmm. just. I mean, if the gap is that big between one and sixteen, like yeah. it's Gonzaga's to lose, and it's we're not even in January yet. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't beat that chemistry they have. I mean, mm-hmm. teams, the one and done has taken over a lot of college basketball. You don't have that chemistry of, you know, five guys that have played together for a long time, and Gonzaga just has that. And with, you know, with some freshman guys too. But, I mean, they're just so experienced. I mean, yeah. Well, they're so deep too. Like, their sixth man is a transfer from Florida. And Florida's a good college basketball program. And, like, that guy started for, like, two years at Florida, and then he transfers to Gonzaga and is the sixth man. Like, doesn't even start. Crazy. Their team is really, really good. And there's – if you – I mean, they're not going to be playing any of these big-name teams again for a while. I think, um, like, they'll have some games against – San Francisco is actually not bad. This, I think they beat Virginia as well. But – so they'll play, but if you if you see them on TV, I strongly suggest tuning in because they're so fun to watch. Like Brandon, you can probably attest to it. Watch, I mean, they run up and down the court. Yeah. They're like, it's unreal. They're just really really fun to watch. Uh, and then the last piece of news: Blake Snell and you Darvish and what was the guy from? I don't know where he was from or what his name is from Asia. Um, I think. Oh yeah, he was yeah. Like, a second baseman that hit 30 home runs and drove in a hundred RBIs in the Asian My league. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and all go to the Padres. So the Padres are just all of a sudden going all in on next season. And I, what'd you say before we started recording Matthew about uh, Bauer? Yeah. I mean, they have the cap to go get another guy too. I mean, they can afford to pay Bauer if they want to. I mean, they have so many, so many guys i mean mackenzie gore is their number one prospect and he could be potentially better than most of these guys in a few years and so they throw him into the max and with all these trades they were able to keep their number one and number two prospects i mean they're they're in a really good spot yeah that's unbelievable and i have i mean their offense was not the problem at all last year with with tatis and and tatis is just gonna keep getting better mm-hmm. um I, he's probably if you think of like the the young face of Major League Baseball, I hope the MLB starts investing in him because he's really fun to watch. Like for the past what decade, it's been Trout, and he's just mm-hmm. the most boring person on the face of the earth. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and yeah. I hope they start like you know Tatis and Soto, like these young guys that play really like fast and hit bombs. Like I hope they start seeing that the MLB and like investing more just advertising I guess into that because like the Padres are easily 
one of the, I mean, now one of the most exciting teams going into next year. Yeah, and they're in the same division as the Dodgers. The Dodgers, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, it's crazy. And the Giants. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should be a fun one. <laughs> oh my we um my my buddy Matthew you have to hear this my buddy uh Stuart told me he put a he put a future bet on the lake a three parlay bet the Lakers winning the championship the NBA finals this upcoming finals mm. the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and the Mariners to make the playoffs Ooh, and I think he said he put I, know, I think he said he put <laughs> a hundred bucks on it to win like 1800 or something like that so Ooh. it's like a pretty good return on it and right like, that's weird so we're all like i think the first two are like locks but i don't know about the man i don't know i yeah. thought that was an interesting bet I, I i think that's i don't know and then everyone was like what do you think the mariners chances actually are and me and shane looked at each other and we're like not good <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. put money on it <laughs> i mean you're basically banking on the rest of the teams in the division just not being very good and i mean oakland always finds a way but i mean houston they're gonna be interesting because they could let you know springer go they're gonna have to pay some guys Verlander's gonna be out for the entire year i think with, yeah you know the injury. injury and so i mean they're they're gonna be probably a drop off there and then angels aren't they they're still trying to find their identity because they're paying all these guys. I mean, there's a chance, but yeah. yeah, I mean, they need they need Kelnick to come up and the young guys to really take over and be as good as they are potential gonna be like right away. And I think they could do it, but yeah. yeah, that's that's a fun one. Right. All right, a um, couple mailbag questions before we get into the recaps. We're only gonna recap. I think I have five games written down and any others that we can think of, but I thought there was five that we could really just talk about um, first mailbag. If all these players were healthy and in their primes, start bench cut RG three, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick. This is tough because I'll let you guys think about this. This is kind of what we do. Like I let you guys think, and then I kind of fill in. It's tough say- because I don't remember Michael Vick playing too much on the Falcons. Sorry, like, go ahead. I was like, by prime, do you mean like in their whole like football career, or just NFL or what? Like when they're at their best. At their best. Okay. So like I'd probably and yeah. at their best. I'm probably starting Michael Vick, benching Lamar, and cutting RG three. Yeah, I that's think what I'm thinking too. I think I'd cut Lamar and bench RG3. It's close. Yeah. For me, the RG3 thing is he was really good when when that read option first came out and like Kaepernick was doing it too, you know? And it's like once everybody caught up, that kind of like play was thrown out the door and then, but here comes Lamar and he's still kind of doing it. But I mean, I understand. I mean, Lamar's trying to remember RG3's ability to throw the ball down. That's the field. that was mine. I for yeah. some reason think of him as a better thrower than Lamar, so that's why I kept yeah. him. Right. Because I, I still really just remember don't throwing believe. it. So that's true. That's. <laughs> I just that's remember the thing. I just remember the read option, and then he just do the same thing every time, and it's just nobody knows right. how to stop it yet. But I think Vic for me is clear cut my starter. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd yeah. take Vic over them for sure. But yeah, that Lamar RG3 is kind of a tough one. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. 
John Morant, is he – he's the next Rose, so explosive and fun to watch, rookie of the year. Will he come back strong? I think this was – I mean, he got hurt last night. Yeah. I guess it's – I don't three, I don't really – Three to four weeks, he's gone. Three to four weeks. I guess – I don't know if it's so much about the injury or if it's just, like, upcoming this year, like John Morant. Do you guys have any thoughts on him? I don't – I haven't watched him too much, but um, – yeah. I like him. I mean, he's young, but he's he's more mature than a lot of these young guys, which I do like. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what that team's plan is going forward. Because I mean, I don't know. He's a stud. Yeah. He reminds but, me a I lot mean, of Derrick Rose. I think that's good. Yeah, he does. that he does. comparison's really spot on. I mean, a you know a six three guy that just jumps out of the gym, but eventually you're kind of you're gonna slow down a little bit, and you gotta mm. kind of. Right. As you age, be able to adjust your game. It's just it's the shooting that's a question for me, you know. I I think that when I, I would not be surprised at all if in a couple of years, maybe maybe more like ten years, Jaw is the best player from last year's draft. Yeah, but it, mm-hmm. the Zion pick isn't uh, like viewed as a bad pick just because of like the marketing and the attention that he brings. And he right, I don't see Zion being an all time great though. Me either. That's what no. if I started a team today, I think I'd take Jaw over Zion. Yeah, me too. And I, I think, but I don't think anyone blames the Pelicans for taking. No, Zion. he's he's no. he's already brought in so much money. It's you're very you're it's true. Like it's just the dude, the name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, two more, two NFL questions. I, I like these these questions. These are both really good. Um, we'll we'll start with the how many rounds into the playoffs until the Steelers lose. So it's guessing how many rounds do you give them? How many wins do you give them in the playoffs? Who are they projected to play the first round? Yeah. I think right now it would be the Ravens. One. Yeah, I think they lose. They definitely lose earlier rather than later for me. And if they're going against the Ravens, I don't think they could beat the Ravens right now. There's no chance they win two games. No, there's no way. No. I'll give them the Ravens. I don't know. I think the Ra- I'm just I'm used to the Ravens choking in the playoffs. I think yeah, I'll take the Steelers point, to win yeah. that one, and then that's the next true. team they play, I think they'll not show up. I so think this- I think their defense would keep them in that game, but that'd be it. Yeah, no, it, that'd be a really that'd be a really good game because they've played two grindy games already this season. Right. Um. And the last one, I think they played without Lamar. So. Yeah, I don't know. That brings me. That's a great segue to my next, the last question, which was, what? Lo, let me make sure I get the wording right. Lower seed teams, no one wants to play in the playoffs. And while you guys think of yours, I wanted to make a case for the Ravens because I think they're a a, a different team than they were last year going into the playoffs. Like I'm not a I'm not a Lamar believer because we're, we're very anti Lamar podcast um just historically and i don't believe in him as a passer but this team is playing very well as of late whereas last year i felt like they were peaking in the middle of the season and kind of like when they got to the playoffs that's when kind of teams i think started to figure them out and so i don't know i think the ravens are going to be a feisty little out and they play the the Bengals this week so they're in they have they have to win that game to get in, but I don't know. I think I think that's a tough out for a team. The Ravens they they run the ball and play good defense. So I don't that that's you're, a tough out. 
you're exactly right because last week or last year going into the playoffs, I mean, they were the most hyped team. I mean, since the past 10 years, probably, I mean, almost like Lamar coming in, probably we all knew he was going to be MVP that year, you know? And I think them as an underdog is a better fit for them for sure. Mm. Um, my team would probably be Tampa Bay just because, I mean, they have Tom Brady. He's got a winning mentality. He knows how to win in the playoffs. And it looks like their defense is kind of turning around too. But and him and... have... Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying they have too many weapons to like to be held down for a whole game, you know? So I don't know. I it... feel like Tampa Bay would be a tough out as well. It looks like Evans and Mike and Brady have just found a connection because, mm-hmm. and that's so dangerous. Cause I think people don't realize how good Mike Evans is like, yeah, he's a beast. So I, yeah, that's, that the only they've played really bad teams the they past have, couple of weeks, recently, yeah. but I, that might help them just because like they've gotten, they've been able to establish a connection and have some fun and maybe be like, yeah, we can do this thing. And mm. Bronx gets more involved. So yeah, I like those. Eli, uh, yeah. Uh, I would say the Colts, I'm just kind of looking at it. And I mean, they have a big win against the Packers kind of in the middle of November. They've lost to the Titans, beat the Titans, uh, should have blown out the Steelers if you just look at the first half and then yeah. they, they choked, but they've shown a lot of potential and they're a team that you're not, you're not really afraid of, but they, you know, that they can beat you. I mean, yeah. they're a team that they've shown that they play good defense. If Jonathan Taylor is going, the Hines is going, they just run the ball and they're a team. I wouldn't really want to play if I were at two or three and have to, you know, host them. Cause I mean, they're a team that can definitely knock you off. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Bears haven't made it to the playoffs yet, but it's still a chance, right? Uh, that was going to be my team. Yeah, we'll go through the yeah. playoff scenarios in a little bit. I was, if no one brought them up, I would have brought up the Bears. Yeah. yeah, so they, I don't think they're necessarily in it yet, but I think they'll get in. Um, I mean, their defense has always been there, but I think lately they're, well, I don't think I know. Lately their offense has just been clicking. They finally got the run game going. Uh, it's almost like, I think it was right after their bye week. David Montgomery just kind of hit his stride. Yeah. And he's been pretty consistent, pretty solid. And um, and not just the running game, but the whole offense. But yeah, they're actually they're looking pretty good. I think I think if they can get in the playoffs, um, yeah, I, I think they're gonna be a team that you're not gonna want to go against. It's it's tough only because of Mitch with that team. Like mm-hmm. I still just don't know Sorry. if he can win a playoff game or multiple. Yeah. But um, it's it's baffling to me. Like, I was listening to part of my take on Monday, and Big Cat's a big Bears fan, for those of you who don't know. And it's like, this is almost worst-case scenario for the Bears because Nagy's going to stay. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, his – and this is, again, Big Cat said this, and I totally agree with, like, how did Nagy stick with Foles for as long as he did? Like this offensive line in Chicago is atrocious <laughs> and Foles cannot move out of the, like Mitch at least mm. can get out of the pocket and extend plays in that horrible passing game that the bears have. But like, I just don't understand like how he stuck with Foles for as long as he did when it's clear, Mitch is the better quarterback, at least for this offense. And, yeah. and now it's like, do they go get, I don't even, I'm not convinced they go get another quarterback this off season because it's yeah. like, mm. So That's like, so, so bad. yeah. And if they don't like, they're not, yeah. Like Eli said, they're not guaranteed. They're not in the playoffs officially yet. So like, if they don't, I don't know. It's just, 
like if you make the playoffs, that's a victory. Like congratulations, but man, I don't like, <laughs> they're just, they're in a really, really tough spot as a franchise. Like I just don't mm-hmm. see a ton of bright spots over there um, moving forward at least. Yeah. But yeah, the way that they're running the football has is crazy because early in the season, it was awful. Like they couldn't run the ball at all. Yeah. All right. That was, that, was, that was a good question because I think there's this playoffs is going to be interesting. I'm really excited for it. Um, all right. Five games to recap really quick. Let's start with the Seahawks Rams game. Matthew, do you want to start? I just want to hear your thoughts because we haven't talked about this game. I want to hear your thoughts on the Seahawks Rams game. Sure. I mean, the defense, the last few weeks have been, we've played some teams that weren't that good on defense and the first half of the game, we were having a right. Played played teams that aren't good on offense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, My bad. Uh, But uh, we were giving up a lot of third downs. Just the first drive the Rams had, I want to say, it was just like they had five third down conversions in a row. And Mm -hmm. you're like, man, if we can just that one play, we can just make it work. We're going to be able to, you know, hold them here. And just the, you know, we had a couple goal line stops. So we had the one big one where they're, it was like first and goal at the two yeah. and just able to stop, stop their run game. They didn't have Cam Akers, but the last time we played them, Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown just went off. Uh, and so it's just really encouraging to see. I mean, the offense, it's kind of been this way lately when we need them to really show up they don't really play their best game and we got enough out of them. But I mean, it's, it's tough when DK has to go against Jalen Ramsey and you're kind of like, all right, what, who else is going to step up? And for the most part of the game, nobody was really doing anything. Luckily David Moore gets a huge catch and we're able to kind of get things going when we need to, but it's like that two minute offense is what we need. Like the entire game, like that idea of like, all right, we have two minutes, we have to go down and score, but yeah, it's really encouraging to see at the defense because that's how we used to play and how we used to win games. That was kind of my thought of the whole thing. It's just, wow, that we're finally able to get things going and kind of gel as a unit. Yeah. Matthew – or Brandon, Eli, did you guys – anything on – did you guys watch no, the game at all? Yeah, I, I watched, watched the game. Dead. Yeah, I watched the game. Um, kind of related to the question we just answered. I mean, Rams are a team that I don't think anybody wants to see either just because of that defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys watch the game too. Like, that defense is so good. And their they're D-line the, is unreal. They're the best defense in the NFL, I think, yeah. by far. And, like, could you – like, mm-hmm. I, I think the Rams would beat the Packers in, in the playoffs just because if, if Ramsey can shut down Devontae at least a little bit and then they can get an interior pressure on Aaron Rodgers, like, that causes problems all day. So, I mean, the Rams are going to be a tough team if they do make it, but it's, it's the offense that's going to kill them because only putting up nine points isn't going to do it, you know? So – but, I mean, yeah, good for the Seahawks. I mean, I saw something. It was like Hollister catches the touchdowns to secure the NFC West in the same end zone that he got stopped in, like, week 17 last year. So, oh, but good for the Seahawks. Um, yeah, the Rams offense. Jared Goff out for the next, what are several weeks. I think he's getting surgery, so that would be interesting. But I saw a lot of people talk about how, like, like almost to diminish the defensive's performance by saying, like, oh, Goff was hurt. But – no, that no. happened like in the fourth quarter. I yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that made they me shut mad. down. They shut down them all game. Yeah, that Our stop defense... at the goal line was huge. That was a huge play. Mm-hmm. And I almost that that David Moore play. I, I almost when he threw the ball, I almost oh, threw yeah. my remote at the screen. He had, <laughs> he had 20, twenty yards to run. Yeah, and and it was the same. That same thing happened against the Rams earlier this season when he threw that pick in the end zone. 
and he had all that space in front of him. We're on like in the red zone. Right. And he Ooh. threw the pick in the end, like the weirdest interception I've ever seen Russ throw. And I almost thought he did it again. And that play saved us. Um, Yeah. I mean, DK, DK's just proven like again and again, like that third down where he caught it over the middle and then just trucked right. the, I don't even know if it was a corner or a safety to get that first down. Like, I mean, good for him for, for playing against Ramsey and, and I don't, I mean, he didn't have a great game or anything, but, but we, I mean, he, he was there when we needed him and. Yeah. Every time they target him. Yeah. Good things happen when you target the man. I mean, yeah, I, every, it seems like when our offense really gels when Russell is able to kind of run a little bit and Definitely. get out of the pocket and do things. And if he's just stuck in the pocket and nobody's open, we really quickly get off the field three and outs here and there, but yeah, good to see. Yeah. And I also think I'm glad Quandre, we talked about this a little bit last week. I'm glad Quandre Diggs got, I think he's very underrated on this team. He just, I saw like a back to like a clip from Earl and Cam making a play on a stop. And it was like the same exact thing uh, from last week with Jamal and Quandre. And I think if, if you watch the Seahawks games, Jamal is able to do what he does because of how good Quandre is controlling like the deep ball. And that's what Earl did. That's why, why Cam was such like an enforcer is because Earl was able to control all the deep balls. And that's what Quandre does, does really well for that team or our team. Um, Saints Vikings. I just wanted to say, I, I think you have to talk about Kamara at least a little bit. Like that was one of the yeah. most impressive performances I've ever seen from a running back. He could have had seven too. He really should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could have had, he could have had more. Every time he had the ball, I just, and we can't talk a little bit about it. I was just, freaking out but like i every time he touched the ball i was no matter where on the field they were i was like that could be a touchdown yeah like he just ran with such power and and just like it's like he's just fast and strong and elusive like he's like that game just he just looked like he was like the perfect mold for a running back and like he can receive to like he could just he could do it all and he did it all like he just yeah he just dominated like and for the Vikings on offense, I mean, you knew the Saints have a great run defense. You knew they were going to stack the box. And if you told me that like, Kirk Cousins could have three touchdowns with no interceptions and they still get beat by 20, like, it's tough. It's very tough. That defense has got to make a stop at some point. But, yeah, I mean, awesome for Kamara. That's that's crazy. He ties the NFL record. So, welcome to the then, record, I guess. Did you guys watch the Dolphins-Raiders game? Yes, I watched it all. <laughs> with a Raiders fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so okay we need to go through i think we should go through like the last three minutes of this game because i have a lot of thoughts and if you didn't watch this game it was unbelievable first of all the game did not get interesting until they benched Tua. yeah which, <laughs> like it okay and did you guys hear um kurt warner talking about Tua and his, like his struggles this year it was literally like exactly what I said a couple weeks ago about how I think two is overrated. Like I was like, I was like shouting from the rooftops. I was like, Kurt Warner, that's my like, preach brother. Like, like he literally was saying, he was like, he's waiting for guys to get Alabama open. And like, that's just, that's what I've been noticing. And I don't, I I'm saying I, but I, and a lot of other people notice it. Cause it really is. It's noticeable that like, these quarterbacks from these bigger schools, Haskins, who we talked about earlier, 
they're so used to having guys that are just wide open because of, of all their talented receivers in college that like they don't see those guys being open in mm-hmm. NFL. And like Tua, I think uh, like Tua had, I don't know, I don't have the exact stats in front of me. Maybe I should get that. Um, he had 90 yards passing. And and Oof. then Fitzpatrick has double the amount of yards in like a quarter, maybe even a quarter. Yeah, and like half the amount of throws too. Yeah. Like that's insane. Like it's it's all the all of Tua's throws are like two yards, and and so yeah, like that. I don't know that that team is, and they they go out and say that you know Flores comes out and says that Tua's their starter. I couldn't believe that when he said that. I was like, what, you guys are asking to lose at this point. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know what they're thinking. Like I it, I they're gonna repeat this formula they're gonna start him and then sit him somewhere through the third and fourth quarter let fit try to get fits to come back and bring him back like it's i don't know yeah i mean so okay let's i don't have i don't have the game sheet in front of me but miles gaskin gets a a two-yard screen pass somehow goes 50 yards to the house right to take the lead Mm -hmm. yeah the raiders come was that was the next possession when the Raiders get the field goal? Yes, twenty-two yards field goal by Daniel Carlson. Nineteen seconds left. So which, okay, that and that was a yeah. big piece of controversy of like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's so funny. I hate giving credit to Reed, but he was right in this situation because with like a minute left, they have the ball at the two-yard line, and you know Miami has no timeouts, and what the Raider the, Reed said. They should score a touchdown here. And I was like, what are you talking about? No chance you score a touchdown. You kick the field goal and you go up by two with 19 seconds left. And I was like, they have no timeouts. It's impossible. And he was like, I don't know. I think they should kick. I think they should try to score the touchdown. And they take the knee or whatever. They, you know, they get in position. I don't know if it was a knee or a handoff, but they kick the field goal. And then with 19 seconds left, Fitzmagic. If you, I mean, you had to have seen the photo by now. Like that was, that's one of the all time. He has to get that like framed or something. Yeah. That's just his mm. career in a nutshell. Is like his face mask being ripped off, falling away and throwing this like <laughs> to a wide open guy. How do you run cover two <laughs> when you know the they're problem. gonna throw it? It's karma, bro. It's karma. <laughs> it's karma. The whole Jets game where they run engage eight and leave everyone wide open down the field. It's karma. You run. They had okay. Right when the play started, I'm sitting with a Raiders fan here, and I go, what are they doing? Before the play even started, what are they doing? They have eight people on the line, and there's no one deep. And then, whoa, there goes Fitzmagic, throws it 40 <laughs> yards on the sideline. Nobody's there. And then tack on 15 yards, and That's Jason right. Sanders. <laughs> the most obvious uh, face mask roughing the passer thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was also – oh, I forgot. So I forgot to mention the Raiders were able to get down – because I think Gaskin scored with like two – 2.30 on the clock, I want to say. That's just – that's a very out there guess because I have no clue. Um, but I know it wasn't – what? 2.55. Wow, that was pretty close. Yeah. I know there wasn't a ton of time left. And then the Raiders got all the way down there because of a really bad pass interference yeah, it was a bad call. On Aguilar. The refs were bad all weekend, by the way. Like, just horrible. It was a bad weekend, for sure. Um, so like a lot of people, I mean, that was another karma, like that they get the 15 yards. Cause other than that, like if he, if there's no pass interference on that play, they have the ball at midfield and no timeouts. And there was like 17 seconds. 
it's very unlikely that they can get 20 or 15 yards and stop the clock like that that that's a whole nother conversation we're having if that face mask isn't called or if that face mask doesn't happen so crazy i'm looking at the box score here in the in the in the fourth quarter with four minutes left that no one scored until four minutes left there was three touchdowns and two field goals in the last four minutes it's unreal 85 yard touchdown the 40 yard pass a 59 yard pass like, where's the defense? It's so bad. <laughs> That's what Fitch Magic does. He brings magic into this league. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't Miami is such a weird team this year and that was such a weird game. I feel bad for the Raiders and mostly for Bunky that like a Raiders fan having to go through that because I cannot imagine that must have been an absolute roller coaster. He brought up a good point to me and it's like he's like people feel bad for us Raiders fans, but they don't realize that we like, he's never known what a defense is. And it's the truth. <laughs> never Their defense is so bad every year. And it's just like, how many times can you draft defensive players and be still be this bad? How many times? I mean, why they, Why Henry Ruggs in the first, like, yeah. it's because Gruden just doesn't care. Gruden, Gruden does not care about that defense. <laughs> once. And uh, they, they fired their defensive coordinator, too. So, who knows? I saw another, like, Gruden, it, he had the exact same season as he did last year. They were... I think six and six and four, four. Yep. And then just, they just fall like in and it's every year. Every, oh, the Raiders, like Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback. Like <laughs> this team's a little frisky. They're explosive. Frisky. We're, gu- we're totally guilty about it. We had them in our top 10 for a while. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. the only team to beat the Chiefs this year. So, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, they're such a weird team. I don't know how Gruden's great for TV and for, media but i do not know how good of a coach he is did you guys see what he said post game said if i can't get it done they can have the 100 million back oh <laughs> yeah okay yeah exactly um jets get another win they're putting the hyperdrive <laughs> <laughs> a browns team without wide receivers four of them that's crazy that's so sad that yeah. the NFL just makes no sense that no. like the Browns can have this type of game. The Broncos can have the game without their quarterbacks. And then Dwayne Haskins goes to a strip club um, with a coach that is, is recovering from cancer and the NFL says nothing about it. Yep. What's up with that? Or if the Ravens, you have people, they postpone the game for as long as they need. Right. That's what bothers me about the NFL. It's not, it's not that they just don't. It's just how inconsistent they are with it. And it's like people like when the Broncos thing happened, everybody's on social media bashing the Broncos quarterback room for not being smart and all that. And then the Ravens have like thirty cases and nobody says anything. Like, right. There's no consistency at all. Yeah, it's so, it's just very, very strange. But now the Jets are locked in at two. And the Jaguars are locked in at one. So congratulations. That was that was another weird thing. It was like, that's all it was on social media was congr- like the Jets or the Jaguars. Congratulations. Like, congratulations. <laughs> the weirdest thing in the entire sucking. world. The fans yeah. cheering too. Every time the Bears scored, they were cheering and stuff. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? I, I, go ahead. Uh, um, 
I think you and I were talking about this, Jack, or you sent me a post or something. Um, and maybe it's not next year, but like the Jaguars could be a really interesting team because they'll have the first round pick. They'll probably take uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they have a bunch of cap space. Like they're just kind of like, they could really just transform. And I kind of, it'd be fun to see them kind of do what the Dolphins did. Like the Dolphins, like I guess the Dolphins kind of ended okay-ish last year, but they weren't very good. And then this year they're, they're kind of an interesting team. I wonder, uh, I don't know if the Jaguars could do it, flip it just like that in an off season, but, um, but I think they have, I definitely think they have the potential to. Mm. Yeah. It just, so the, it just depends on who comes in there and does what. For the Jets. I mean, what do they do with their pick? I think, I think we save this discussion for the off season. Because we're gonna have I, I was because I was literally about to say something and I was like we're gonna have months before the draft to talk about this, and it's gonna be fat like I it's this off season is gonna be really fun. I'm so excited for the this podcast like during the off season to like there's so much stuff that I've heard people say like this might be the most quarterback like turnover we've ever yeah. had. In no, it's gonna be another QB carousel for sure. It's gonna be so fun. Well, the Dolphins have like a top three or four pick because the uh, trade with the Texans. So Unbelievable. They have two first round picks. Unbelievable. <laughs> Basically They're... a playoff team. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like I – has that – I wonder if that's ever happened before that a playoff team, if the Dolphins make it, gets a, also has a top five pick. That's crazy. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Talk about being the one of the worst fans. If you're a fan of the Texans, I am very sorry for you. Oh my gosh, I cannot. Such imagine. a bad situation. Oh. Deshaun yeah. Watson's going to be the Mike Trout of MLB. Yeah, he's so bad. Yeah, like the Barry Sanders when he was on the Lions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a waste. It's going to be yeah. a waste. Um, and then the Steelers, man, they come back to beat the Colts. I was so happy watching the first half of this at halftime yeah. oh man i was yeah. smiling <laughs> not that i even like the colts or even think they're fun to watch it was just so fun watching the sealers suck yeah but man when they they have i don't know why they started these past few weeks doing this all like every single pass for the past like three weeks was just a like a two yard out route or slant and then they finally start throwing the ball deep and it works in that second half. Yeah. Like maybe Ben wasn't able to, but they have really good receivers and deep threats too, like Claypool and Ju- like, I don't know why all of a sudden they started throwing the ball like two yards, but I mean, it worked once they started expanding the field. That's how they, that's how they can come back to win this game. Yeah. And they're actually able to run the ball a little bit. True. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just going to be the key. I mean, Besides so Connor, five for twenty. I mean, they had twenty yards rushing overall, but they just—they got to get something going because, I mean, it's almost like they want to get down and then be able to throw like they do. You know? <laughs> Seriously, right? But I mean, like Deontay Johnson in the first quarter, like it's been like this the last three games. The dude can't catch a ball. Like he drops so many. His like <laughs> uh, they were showing his drop rates. It's 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 so bad. Yeah. And he just continues to throw at him. But I mean, he was eight for seventy-five on a touchdown. So good for him. But. Yeah. All right, any other um, – those are all the games I wanted to talk about from Week 16. Do you guys have any other ones um, do you want to talk about? Uh, Cardinals can't lose that game. Yeah, that's you true. You make the playoffs, you got to be able to beat the 49ers. You got you to be able to beat them. Okay, so that's a good segue. Let's go into the playoffs. So I have – for those of you who are listening, I, this is going to be everything you need to know going into this week. 
ever all this is this is the playoffs okay let's start with the afc the chiefs have clinched a bye they are the number one seed they have home field advantage throughout the afc playoffs the bills can you guys hear my garage door opening is that is that coming through no 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 just my garage door is opening for those (laughs) um bills and steelers are two and three i think now the bills have clinched the second seed Maybe not. I'm not sure. Either way, those two are those teams are two and three. Here's where it gets really interesting for the AFC. The Titans are in the lead of the division right now. They are up four. Five Dolphins, six Ravens, seven Browns. Right now, the Colts are at eight out of the playoffs currently. All of those teams are ten and four. Right? Ten and four? Ten and five. Ten and five. Ten and five. Ten and five. Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Here's what needs to happen. If you are the Titans, you are playing the Houston Texans, you win, you are in. The Dolphins are playing the Buffalo Bills, you win, you're in. The Ravens are playing the Cincinnati Bengals, you win, you're in. The Browns are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger, you win, you're in. The Colts are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, you assume that's a win. You need a loss from one of those teams four through seven. If that happens, if the Colts win, they replace whoever loses. That's it. It's actually pretty simple. That's pretty simple. Yeah. I like it. There's not a ton that needs to happen. I'm not sure. I don't really want to go through what the order of the seedings would be. If what game, like that's way too complicated for me. And I'm not doing ties. Cause I hate when people are like, if this team and this team tie <laughs> and they lose, then I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. So that's it. The Colts are the team that needs the most help. And it's going to be interesting because you thought it's a good chance that the Dolphins or the Browns lose because of who they're playing, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. But I don't know if Pittsburgh and Buffalo are going to take this game seriously. So I think there's a good chance all four of those teams win and the Colts are out. Yeah, I (laughs) – I agree. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, like you were just saying, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the bills are going to really try that hard. There's no, the only reason would maybe, you know, just kind of, I don't know if out of spite's the right term, but just to keep mm-hmm. the dolphins, keep out, the dolphins of the playoffs. out, but I don't know if they're willing to do that. Cause they're really hot right now. And like, you know, the dolphins don't have a horrible defense. Like what if Diggs gets injured or Allen takes a hard hit, then, you know, things are yeah. complicated, but so yeah, I don't, I don't it really kind of depends. I don't think they'd take that risk. So yeah, it looks yeah. like they're locked in at two. So they are locked in. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, yeah they are. They probably won't. Probably won't try too hard. All right, that's the AFC. NFC. Green Bay is number one currently. New Orleans two, Seattle three. We'll start there first. Green Bay clinches the number one seed with a win, or a Seattle loss and they're playing the Chicago bears. So if they win, they are the one seed or if Seattle loses, they are the one seed new Orleans gets the number one seed with a win and a loss from green Bay and a Seattle win. Seattle is still in contention for the one seed with a win and a loss from new Orleans and green Bay. And they all play at the same time. And they all play at the same time, correct. That's going to get interesting. 
New Orleans, however, is playing Carolina. <laughs> so that's where for the Seahawks, it gets a little dicey because I do not see Carolina beating New Orleans. However, we've seen crazier things happen. So there's still hope for the Seahawks to get the one seed. That'd be insane if we somehow mm-hmm. got the one seed. <laughs> um, the NFC East, there's only two teams. It is either the football team or the Cowboys. Somehow the Cowboys are playing a meaningful game in week 17. I, I think not the Giants – Shake my I head. the Giants actually have <laughs> – the Giants have a chance too. Really? Yeah, it's it's whoever wins. So if if Washington loses, whoever wins between the Giants and the Cowboys gets in. Yeah. Um, so they need Washington. Well, they don't. They won't know. So nobody will know till Sunday night because Washington plays Sunday night. But whoever wins the that game gets an inside track if Washington loses. Unless I think Washington might clinch it if Dallas loses. Is what I have written down, but maybe not. I don't know. We might have to check that one because I could have swore I saw the same thing that Matthew. Oh, that's yeah, Giants. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Giants need to win. They need the football team to lose. Mm. So Washington needs to win, or they're out. Yes, they have to. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) With with Alex Smith, maybe. That's (laughs) yeah. That's what I was wondering. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. That's going to be very interesting. The playoffs Uh, look so different for the AFC and the NFC. I know. It's like um, you're looking at the football team and the Cowboys and the Giants are all possibly in it. You look at the AFC and there's all these like 10 and five teams that are like fighting to get it. Like it's, it's just weird. Well, the NFC has a bunch of four and five win teams and yeah. the AFC has a one and a two win team. <laughs> That's where right. the difference is. <laughs> so Tampa Bay is locked in at five, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says there. Yeah. They're locked in at five. The Rams, Bears, and Cardinals in that order is what we have left. So the Rams are in with the win or a loss from Chicago. Chicago, again, is playing Green Bay. The Rams and the Cardinals play each other. The Bears are in with a win or a loss from the Cardinals. And then the Cardinals are in with a win or a loss from the Bears. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so even if Arizona loses to the Rams, they're in if Chicago loses? Yes. Wow. So there could be three NFC West teams then. I believe so. Yes. Or if the Rams, I mean, the Rams could get in if they lose and Chicago loses. That's true. So if Chicago loses, NFC West, they have three teams in. Yeah. Hmm. Chicago, Chicago really needs to win. Well, who do they get to play? So if whoever wins the NFC West spot, the sixth spot, who do they get I mean, to that's play? the thing is you don't know yet because of that that top three is still that's undecided true. in the NFC. Right. So it's like – You'll get Seattle or New Orleans or Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And Tam- Tam- everyone, all, all that's back. known is Tampa is playing the NFC East. Lucky them. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Sounds like it was planned. <laughs> but yeah, let me see if I. Okay. So. Oh, if the Bucks lose and the Rams win, the Rams go to five. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. Really? So here, okay, here's a better, better little scenario. This is, again, if you 
if you're confused at all by what we just said, here's another scenario. If the Bears beat the Packers, the Rams beat the Cardinals, and the Bucks win, it's Bucks five, Rams six, Bears seven. Okay. If the Bears win and the Cardinals win, then it's Bucks five, Bears six, Cardinals seven. So that would put the Rams out. The Rams are out if the Bears and Cardinals win. Uh, if the Bears lose and the Cardinals win, that's when the NFC gets both. The Cardinals go to six, the Rams seven, and the Bucks five. Yeah. And if the Rams okay. win and the Bucks lose, it's Rams five, Bucks six, Bears seven. Hmm. Wow. So Chicago's got to win. That's, that's what we know. Yeah. Chicago, if they want a spot, they got to get them. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Okay. That's all you need. That's that's what you need to know. So the games that you're watching, I guess, next week. If you're a Seahawks fan, we want we're we're big Panthers and Bears fans. Um I mean, other than that, you're probably the the games you want to watch are the I mean the the Bears, Packers, and then the Rams, Cardinals, and then the Sunday night game. So it's going to be a good, it's going to be a really good week. There's, this is a man, how many, one, two, three, four, seven games at 10 AM, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games at one o'clock and then one Sunday night. Wow. Cause there's no Monday night or Thursday night this week. Hmm. And then we got the playoffs. Um, do we want to do our picks? Oh, okay, before we before we do our picks, before we give out our picks for this weekend, um, by the time we record our next show, we will know the national championship for college football. So, does anyone not have Alabama and Clemson in the national championship? <laughs> Is anyone picking Notre Dame or Ohio State? I want to take Ohio State, but I'm not going to. Me too. I just don't. I just don't believe in. I don't know. I just with Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, I just don't believe it. Ohio State. I could see it being like a few years ago where it was like thirty to nothing after the third quarter. Like I could see it being that lopsided, or it could be like last year. I hope it's like last year. Me too. Um, I mean it. This this game, I think, is going to either widen or. Like this, the gap between Lawrence and Fields is going to be shown in this game. Very true. Mm. Very true. I think after uh, like the season that Fields has had, I think the consensus is the gap has grown. But I think Fields has a chance if he plays this game competitively to keep it to keep Mm. it close. Yeah. Um, And then, do you guys have a who's your who's your guys's Heisman pick? Because mine is Devonta Smith from Alabama. I don't know if he will win it because I think they probably give it to a quarterback, but I think he is clearly the best college football player this year. Yeah. I like him as well. Mm, I'd pick someone besides him. I mean, I'd, I'd like it to be Najee, but I don't think they're, I think there's going to, it's probably going to be a quarterback. I don't even think Najee got into the finals. He wasn't. He wasn't. That's why I want. That's why I wanted to to um win though. But that's so sad. I'm not a Mac Jones fan. I'm really not. I think of him the same way as I think of Tua, where it's just you got so many weapons around you, it's hard not to be good. Yeah, I agree with that. 
but he he's probably yeah. gonna win that, I think. But I yeah, I'm I agree with the Devontae Smith. Uh, my my beef with the Trevor Lawrence one is like he's the best player, but did he his stats? I mean, no. it's like he, yeah. he's carved up a bunch of terrible teams. He's played. You know, even though he's had all the, the COVID issues and everything, he's still Clemson's played more games than most teams. Yeah. And I don't know. I just don't – I think it's just like a, you're picking the best player instead of the guy who deserved it the most. I feel like Devontae Smith after I mean, Jalen Waddle was out. I mean – 98 touchdowns, 1,500 yards, and 17 touchdowns. In what, like 98 receptions? What would you say, 98 receptions? 1,511 yards. <laughs> Which is 15 yards a reception <laughs> and 17 touchdowns. Yeah. And how, how, how many games did they play? 10? 11? I'm looking it up right now. 11. 11. 11 games. Yeah. That's like nine catches a game and almost two touchdowns. That's stupid. That's stupid yeah. numbers. On a, on a, Stack team too. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it's not, I think if it's not him. Yeah, maybe Trevor just because he is going to be the number one pick. If it's Mac Jones, I'd piss me off because I, I don't think it's. I, I I honestly like tracks, so I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I think it's I think Smith is the most deserving. So, all right. Let's do our quick picks. We have a lock, an underdog. I guess we'll do a Sunday night. We don't have a Monday night this week. And then the Hawks and Niners play each other. So, um, yeah, Brandon, you want to start? I, I need to fill out my picks. So, you guys go ahead. Yeah, my lock of the week is the Titans. Uh, it's a must-win game. So, I think they're going to feed Derrick Henry early and often against a Texans defense that has not been very good at all. Um, they're only favored by seven and a half. I think it should be easy. Easy cover for them because I uh, they're gonna do everything they can to get that playoff spot. So I got the Titans as my lock of the week, and for my underdog of the week, I have the Giants. Um, I'm going with the Giants because I think the Cowboys are gonna pull something the Cowboys have always done and choke to get into the playoffs. Um, the Giants are only underdogs by three, so I I, I expect them to win outright. I I, I think I, Cowboys have had a couple good weeks in a row here, but they're the Cowboys for a reason. So. I got the Giants. Yeah, uh, my lock of the week is the Saints. Uh, they're favored by a six and a half against the Panthers this week. I believe that's – let me double check that one really quick. Yeah, playing the Panthers this week. Panthers just haven't been that exciting. They just beat the football team. But, I mean, they're a team that's looking at the draft pick. I think the Saints need to win if they want to potentially have a chance at the one seeds. They have a reason to play. So they're my lock of the week. And then my underdog of the week is the Cardinals. Uh, Ram, they're playing the Rams. Rams are favored by a point and a half. Jared Goof is going to be out this week. And moving forward, I think I just got an alert a little while ago that Cooper Cup is on the COVID list. And they, their quarterback's going to be John Walford for the Rams, who I've never seen play. He's never had a pass in the NFL, I think. So I just, I, even though the, I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in the Cardinals, I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because of that circumstance. And yeah, point and a half. I'll pick the uh, Cardinals as the underdog. Um, I guess I'll go. So my lock, I'm not super confident on, but I'm going to take the Vikings by seven. They don't really have anything. They're going. The Vikings are favored by seven over the Lions. Uh, 
you know, they're already out of the playoffs, but both uh, teams. And, yeah, both teams. In all honesty, my other two locks were taken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Maybe they'll want to. Maybe they'll want to prove a little something about themselves after after playing pretty good against the Saints, but still getting spanked. I don't know. Um, I yeah. I know it's kind of boring, but I I don't. Anyway, moving on. So Cincinnati is my underdog. Uh, Cincinnati is playing. I'm going through all the tabs right now. Cincinnati is the 13 point underdogs. The Ravens. Um, yeah, that's part of the reason I'm attracted. To that is just because of 13 points is a lot, and I think that's in favor of the Bengals. I know they don't have Burrow or Mixon, but I mean. They were still able to beat the Patriots or not the Patriots, been, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been playing well. They've been playing well the last couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 So I, um, yeah, Bengals are my underdog. I keep clicking the wrong tab. Who plays Sunday night? Sunday night's Eagles or Washington. We'll do the Sunday night after. We'll just yeah. do everyone else. Oh, we'll after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be Tampa Bay minus six against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think that just if I think they're they're clicking right now and Falcons don't have much to play for. I guess the uh, Falcons have been playing decently. At, I'm trying to remember who they've been they're the, playing. They're the best four one team ever. I swear. Bro. Yeah, Every bro. game is close. <laughs> Every game is close for them. Yeah. Um, I'm just picking Tampa Bay because I think they have something to play for, and the Falcons really don't. And then my underdog, I'm riding with the hottest team in football right now. I'm going to the New York Jets against the New England Patriots plus. It's only three and a half, which scares me a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win this game outright. So, um, yeah, picking the Jets. Sunday night looks like we're split. Brandon and I are taking the Eagles. Matthew and Eli are on the football team. I, I just don't know who the quarterback is. That's why I, that's why I picked the yeah. Eagles, too. I just last week – them playing the Cowboys. I mean, they started off so good. Deshaun Jackson, a throwback to the past, had like an 80-yard touchdown, and I heard he like didn't get a target the rest of the game or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with the Eagles, but they have a really good potential. But yeah, I don't know. And then we are all on the Seahawks. I think it's five and a half or something like that um, against the 49ers. Yeah, this seems like a game where the like. Like the Seahawks are still going to try because we we have a one seed shot prayer, so we're all in the Seahawks there. The CJ Beathard show, baby. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't really we shouldn't probably shouldn't really do studs and duds just because I don't know. I mean, we can if we we want, yeah. but no one should be. If your fantasy league is playing in week seventeen, you need to have a talk with your commissioner. <laughs> yep, we got problems. <laughs> um, all right, power rankings time, and then we'll get out of here. Um, do we want to, how, how do we want to do this? We'll start at 10. Brandon, you start. Yay. Number 10, we have the Bears. Uh, Bears have had the best offense the last three weeks. Uh, number one rated offense. Trubisky's got them moving, but like we said, they haven't really played anybody. So is it a fluke? We'll see this week against the number three team on our power rankings. And the Bears need to win if they want to get in the playoffs. So it's a huge week for them, but we'll get the Bears at 10. Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, number nine, we got the Tennessee Titans coming off a horrible loss in the freezing snow against the Packers. But 
Titans are a team that, I mean, their defense has struggled a lot, but you have Derrick Henry. Um, when you have Derrick Henry, good things happen. So they're a team that uh, should get an easy win against the Texans this week and move on to the playoffs. And they've shown the, the potential they have. I mean, they've got a win against the Colts. And uh, Mike uh, Rabel is a really good coach and just love the team with Tannehill. So, yeah, Titans at nine. Um. All right, so I go next. Uh, number eight, we have the Steelers. Um, they, I don't, yeah, obviously they've kind of been on the, they did just win, but they have been on the decline. Um, it's going to be tough with, or it's going to be interesting to see with Mason Rudolph stepping in, um, see how that works. I mean, their defense is still pretty good, I think, but obviously, you know, if they, I, don't, I know they don't care about our power rankings, but you know, but if they, if they want to stay good, they need, they need to get the run going. Uh, they can't run the ball to save their lives. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if uh, after this week, if they even – I know it's the end of the season, I guess, but we'll see if they stay up there. I don't know. They're kind of shaky, but um, I don't know. They can still – I think they can still succeed, but. Number seven is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They <laughs> – you know, they played really well these past few weeks. Again, it's kind of tough to tell just because they haven't really played anyone. Ever since that Rams Monday night game, I've been a little skeptical of the Buccaneers just because of how bad they've looked. They've beaten every team that they've played that has a record of 500 and below, and they are 1-5 in five against teams that are above 500. Um, they're just a team. I, I, It's really hard to tell where they're at right now. So they're at 7 right now. I don't think they're – totally in a Super Bowl contending spot. Um, but they're but they're hanging around and they have Tom Brady, so anything can happen. Number six, we have the Ravens, uh, a team in, in a position where they could not make the playoffs, but um, team that's on the rise for sure. Uh, this week's a big one. They have a pretty easy game against the Bengals, game they should win, so they should make it into the playoffs. Um, but Jack picked them to be one of, the, one of his underdogs, un- low seed teams that, you know, they don't want to teams I want to see in the playoffs. So Ravens have a good defense. Um, it's whether or not they can get that offense going, but they're overall a pretty damn good team. So we have the Ravens at six. At number five, we got the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, going back a few weeks, uh, they get a 40 to three win against the Jets, and the Jets just went on to beat the Browns and the Rams. So a little feather in our cap there, <laughs> beating the team that we should beat. But I mean, the defense has come around. Uh, it went from fire Ken Norton. Uh, Ken Norton's actually doing not a terrible job anymore. Alton Robinson's uh, on the D-line is actually getting after some people. And, yeah, things are starting to kind of come together for this team. And if they can run the ball and get DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett involved, good things happen. So they just have to kind of get the ball in their best player's hands. But uh, one more game against the Niners here. Hopefully don't have to go to Green Bay in the playoffs. That's like our – biggest fear right now is playing there but if we play any other opponent i feel good about our chances so seahawks at five at four we have the new orleans saints um saints just came off of a dominating win against the vikings who even though put up a lot of points the saints were just very much in control of that game um the i mean you've heard about kamara obviously their, their run game was just dumb it's just Dominant, dominant. Yeah, I don't know. So. All of a sudden, a hard, hard word. That's a word. <laughs> anyway, they they really just kind of had their way with the Vikings. Um, 
our, our top five teams are all pretty good. And so, you know, I, I think they're looking really good right now. Um, and so four might seem a little low, but the teams above them are also doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, the Saints. Oh, it's also good that they have Tom Brady or Drew Brees back now. Um, they look a lot better for Drew Brees, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. they, have, they have him back for the playoffs, which is good. Green Bay Packers at number three. Um, coming. I, I was expecting this game to be a lot closer in the snow. I thought that game favored that game script. The weather favored the Titans, and the Packers blew them out. Uh, their offense is clicking on all cylinders. Aaron Rodgers is likely the NFL MVP. Um, I don't really think anyone wants to play the Packers right now. So they're probably the favorites going into the NFC, especially if they get home field advantage. And if it weren't for these other two teams in front of them, they'd they'd be one of the best. I mean, they're they're one of the best teams in football right now. So Packers at three. One little comment: Aaron Rodgers is unfazed by the snow. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. But yeah, uh, number especially two. since like Russell Wilson is just horrible, like in the rain. It's mm-hmm. impressive how good Aaron yeah. Rodgers is he just, in the snow. It yeah. does not affect him. Uh, number two, we got the Bills. Um, Bills have their spot in the playoffs already solidified, so they probably won't play their starters this week. But um, they're the best chance the AFC probably got to beat the Chiefs. Um, I, I look forward to the Bills and Chiefs meeting in the playoffs because I feel like it's going to be a shootout between Mahomes and, and uh, Josh Allen. And it, it, The Bills have a really good structured team, and they've shown that they don't really need to run the ball. They're going to let Josh Allen throw it 40-plus times. And uh, he's got a lot of weapons on the outside he's comfortable with. And that defense, is, it's pretty solid. It's not the best defense in the NFL, but it's, it's pretty solid for what they want to do as a team. So we have to build it, too. Gotten a lot better, too, as the season. They have gotten a lot better. Yeah. For sure. And at number one, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. You thought we were going to take them out. We're not going to take them out. <laughs> uh, had an iffy game against the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> young, if Young Ho Koo makes the field goal, they probably go to OT. If the Chiefs win the coin toss, you already know what's going to happen. Travis Kelsey gets about four catches. They march right down the field. It's over. If Falcons get the ball, who knows what's going to happen there. I don't know. They could have gave up a touchdown. But uh, the Chiefs are just bored at this point. I mean, they're 14-1. and one, and they, Their offense, once the Falcons got the lead in the fourth quarter, uh, the Chiefs, that was all the push they needed. They, they went right down the field, scored. Uh, they're just bored at this point, waiting for the playoffs. Um, Frank Clark and Chris Jones just getting after people. I mean, they're just really experienced. You're not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. They're just – they're incredible. And, I mean, these some of these teams like the Raiders and the Falcons just have their day where they can play some defense against them. But when push comes to shove, they show up and get it done every single time. So that's mm-hmm. why they're number one for us. I was thinking, so the dream conference championship matchups, Bills Chiefs, right? Yeah. I think Packers Seahawks is the best game that the NFC would have. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I don't see it. Packers Saints. I, I'd feel like our game against a game, yeah. Seahawks Packers would be more entertaining. But I'm just know. tired of watching the Saints because it's the same freaking thing over and over again. It's Kamara this, Kamara that, dump off to Kamara, Kamara, right. Kamara, 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 Kamara. Like, and yeah. it works. So it's the thing that kind of sucks. It, that's the problem. It, it so they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Why, why stop doing it? Yeah. Latavius Murray, five carries, 20 yards. Okay, back to Kamara. <laughs> yeah. The dude's a stud. I mean, no, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I um, think I think Seahawks Packers would be more exciting to watch. 
Yeah, I just don't want to watch the friggin' snow game again. I <laughs> True. Feel like me and Jack, I feel like we relate to this. We've seen that game so many times, and it doesn't go very well for us. So yeah. I <laughs> would love to go to like the Superdome or something. That's true. <laughs> deal That's with true. that. That's very true. Um, okay, so if you're listening to this, you're still listening. Good job. We're just gonna keep. I'm just gonna. Okay, so um, I want. <laughs> Cold start. Thank you. Yeah. Not five, easy. It's not plus, easy. Plus five. Um, I want to do. Okay, so I I, don't, I can't remember if we talked about this on the pod or just with you guys on the like fantasy playoff thing that I wanted to do. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember that? Did I talk to you guys about it? I don't know. I, I think to, you told me about it. I have to revisit this conversation. Okay, so I have a friend from church that he's been doing this league with his buddies that, like, they do it. It's like fantasy football during the playoffs. Oh, I, I do remember this. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so there's not, like, I think there's some, like, maybe NFL.com does it, but I think we're just going to do it by hand. And I think it's going to be us four. And, like, I think Cole Reed and my dad, want, like, maybe, I don't know, we'll scrounge up. It doesn't even have to be an even number because there won't be matchups. Like it'll just be total points. Mm-hmm. But what you do is you draft, I think we'll do two quarterbacks, three running backs, three receivers and a tight end. And it'll be like, you'll draft them and you get them throughout the playoffs. But once their team's eliminated, you just don't get their points anymore. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So like if you pick yeah. a guy and their team loses in the first round, like you just get the points for that round and then you don't, they don't. So it's just a cumulative points throughout the entire playoffs. So you want to pick people on good teams that get to the yeah. Super Bowl, but yeah, yeah. you don't really want to pick, you might not want to pick the chiefs because they don't play in that first game. Interesting. That first round, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, so you're, you, if you pick all chiefs, you're down a hundred to nothing in week one. <laughs> but and, you also have a very good chance <laughs> true, true. going right. all the way to the Super Bowl and and each player is picked twice so each player can be picked twice yeah I, said I, that. Have, I did not know that. there has to be a kicker yeah because there's not enough people no yeah. exactly so the first pick like it could be Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey <laughs> like one one pick one Travis Kelsey pick two 1A Travis 1B Kelsey. boom boom yeah done, done. so yeah, and then we'll that. just we'll keep points I mean, PPR, it's fancy. It's not very hard to do it by hand. We'll just do like basic PPR scoring. Um, but yeah, we'll do the draft sometime next week. Maybe we'll do it live, um, like on the podcast or something. But okay, cool. yeah, are you guys in? Sounds lit. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah sounds awesome. And I don't know. We were thinking maybe like a $10 buy in or something, just so it's something simple. Yeah. But I was like, it's, I'm, I'm excited for it because there's not, like I, we, we kind of have to do our own. Re- like you can't just look on fantasy, like on the website. Cause you kind of have to like. Because there's teams you don't trust. I mean, you got right. the Ravens, the Saints. Right. Like I don't. I like. I obviously I'd love to pick Kamara, but I don't know. I've just seen. The no, Saints it's totally like, like. Do you pick? Yeah, I don't know. I it's, I yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But I'm excited. I think I think that'll be fun. Uh, and then, I, I think next. Sorry, did it? Was someone saying something? No. I think, um, I don't know, next week, do we want to do, I'm thinking for the, for the playoffs, we, we just do like a preview. Like we, we, I think we could go in depth, like on the games each week and kind of give our predictions and stuff for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I think next week it'd be fun if we each filled out like a playoff bracket and maybe we did. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think we could do. I want to see if there's like a, like like a uh, like a pool that we can do. Maybe like on NFL, like a for all, like all the listeners that want to do it. Like we could just put it a link to it in our bio and um, we could have everyone like do a competition or something with it. I don't know. That might be fun. But I think yes. it'd be cool if we like went through our brackets um, for the podcast next week and stuff and then yeah I, i'm really excited for this off season i think it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna have i mean obviously march madness and stuff we didn't get to do that last year um but yeah i think our off season plans can kind of be like we'll definitely still talk about football i have like a lot of ideas for football season like for, for the off season like kind of like almost us rebuilding teams like going through these like, what would we do for this team? Like, what quarterback would we go? Like, stuff like that. Um, and then I also think we should bring back, like, the drafts that we were doing this offseason, like, draft of sodas. Like, you know what we were doing mm-hmm. more in the offseason? Oh, yeah. Like, just kind of – because we won't have a ton of, like – we won't have, like, the games to talk about. So, to fill up an hour, two hours, I think it would be fun to do, like, random stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's just kind of what I was thinking. And then we've got some stuff in the works. We I was we were talking to a like a radio station about maybe doing like a, a live show on their thing um once a week. I don't know. They DM'd us and they've kind of I don't know how it's gonna work, but I don't know, we'll see. Keep you guys updated. Expansion. <laughs> Watch out, world, the game chat's coming. <laughs> Um, all right. That's all I have for this, this show. Do you guys got anything else? Did we forget anything? I think so. No. All right. Rock the house on three. We forgot. I haven't done rock the house in years. <laughs> rock the house. Rock, rock the house. house. Oh. Rock the house. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> <Woo>! Hey. <laughs>